Yo, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Off the Tee with TJ Scott. Tonight, we are here with none other than, I'm going to do it in alphabetical order this time, Andy, and we got my man Bo, Nick Achille. We got Arsenal and Liverpool in the mix today. Um, and funny enough, that's really the top three right here, sitting, sitting and talking, you know. Um, enjoying an international break. Um, and honestly, I'll be honest. Uh, obviously, for for us, Man City, this break could have came at a better time, you know, because, I mean, the last match was kind of a, yeah, to be honest. Like, it was it was mid. 4-4 um, with Chelsea. Um, Arsenal, they came off with the wins. And Chenko turned into Karate Kid, which helped me in, in Fantasy Premier League. Thank you, Zinni. Um, and Liverpool, you know, Liverpool's doing Liverpool winning games. Um, who'd you guys play? I'm, I'm blanking all of a sudden. Brentford. Brentford, yeah, but now it was what, 3 0, 4 0? 3 0, yeah. Yeah, 3 0. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, we came away with the draw. The two teams below us came back with a win, and now it's another international break. But before I get into it, how you guys doing? I guess I go in order. Andy, how you doing? Uh, really good. I mean, last game against uh, Burnley, we looked all right. Not at our best, but I mean, a win is a win. Uh, right now, with all the injury records that we have and, and every other team's kind of just like going up and down in place in the, in the league table, I think where we stand right now is looking pretty good. But uh, I think the international break came at a good time for us. Uh, I know some players like Odegaard and Jesus. I know they're out, but they should be back by the uh, uh, by the end of the international break. But mm-hmm. as of right now, looking good, and I uh, can't wait for this break to be over. It's kind of interesting though, because um, I guess the last match, what kind of I guess put a little damper to it was Fabio Vieira getting that red card. What were your thoughts on that? I mean, it was a high challenge. It was mm-hmm. right on like. It was, like, near his knee, um, which is pretty bad. Um, I mean, if you look at the replays, it's it was a little bit of a soft challenge, but, I mean, still high as, a, high as like, a any other challenge that we've seen in the red card this season. So, I mean, it's a red is a red. He got punished by playing for the under-21s, like, a couple of days after. So, I mean, like, I, I have high hope for Fabio Vieira, but, I mean, he's still young. He has some time, but... Um, Obviously, that's just a setback because he's out for the next three games. Uh, and we got to stick with Havertz, uh, the left eight for now. Which is a shame, you know, because obviously that's not his natural position. Honestly, does he even have a natural position to begin with? <laughs> uh, Arteta's trying, but, I mean, there's a lot you can get out of that, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. It's like squeezing a, a dry a dry rag, you know, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, I guess we transition to Liverpool. Um, like we said earlier, three nil. Uh, yeah, Nick, what, what were your thoughts on the game? My man Salah going crazy. Um, yeah, it was good. Definitely needed a bounce back after losing in the midweek to to lose, which is pretty embarrassing if you ask me. But it is what it is. You kind of have to move on. And they picked up a draw against Luton the week bef- the the weekend before that too. So a, a win was definitely needed to boost morale and stuff. So. Um, something I expected, but it should be better from this team. Which is crazy because obviously in the what the EFL Cup, no, no, yeah, EFL Cup, um, Carabao Cup, um, you know, Nunes scores that banger against Bournemouth, and then in, mm. you know, once again, Luton Town, he misses a sitter. It's it's, it's <laughs> obviously, I mean, this is between me, me and Bo, but he's literally like Nolan, bro, like in the box. He doesn't make anything, but if it's outside the box, like it's going in automatically. Like that's how I feel like he plays, don't you think? Yeah, he's like, I would say like the definition of being like Mister Hot and Cold. Like mm. someday he's on it, and then the, the other day, I mean, he can't finish anywhere. Like it's poor, it's bad. But you know, it is what it is. As long as he, if he can score at least like twenty five goals a year, that's cool, man. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so Samikas, bro, I'm not going to lie. He's been underrated this year for, for you guys. Um, I thought, I mean, obviously, what, Robertson's injured. And he, honestly, I mean, 
Liverpool haven't really missed a beat. Like usually, like when a player like that is out, you know, you see it on the field, you see it on the pitch. But to be honest, Liverpool really don't seem like you know they don't seem like they dropped off that much without without him on the field. To be to be fair, yeah. Um, against Brentford, he played pretty good. He got two assists, but the midweek game against Toulouse, he was fucking horrible. Fair. He he literally uh, played Toulouse like through on goal, and we gave up a goal because of it. And he got subbed off at halftime. So yeah. he he is hot and cold too. And plus, it, the bags under his eyes piss me off because he's so tired. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, I mean, miss, a player like Robbo's big, so. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard to find a player that fills that void, unless it's like Alfonso Davies or something. But I mean, uh, I guess we can transition that into uh, transfer <laughs> rumors. You know, if you're gonna be talking Alfonso Davies, Liverpool, bro, I don't think. I mean, look, if that ever happened, it'll be I'll be playing EAFC on my PS5. You, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not gonna happen in, in real life. In Football Manager, that's the only places where that'll ever happen. You'll never see him wearing red, bro. You'll you never, never see know. Never know. He already wears red now. Why not keep wearing it? Another guy that wears red, though, uh, that's been linked with not only Liverpool, but now recently Man City, Leroy Sané. I, when I woke up this morning, I saw that tweet from uh, Christian Falk, who's like all about Bayern Munich, and said, like, yeah, Man City, just like Liverpool, is interested in uh, – in a transfer in summer 2024 for Leroy Sané. I was sort of just like, really? Like, we're in for Leroy Sané again? And I'm happy. I'm, I think he's a totally different player versus when he uh, when he came first uh, first came from Shaka, the Man City. Um, obviously, a lot more developed, a lot more mature. He can play not only now on the wings, but he can play Cam as well. Um, he's great in the middle of the park. Um, yeah, bro, I mean, obviously, like, for Man City, I think it's obvious where he fits in because after – I think Bernardo Silva's going to leave in the middle of the uh, – not in the middle, after the end of the season. I think this is his last season at Man City. I feel like I've been saying after the past, like, two seasons. But I think for sure this is the last year. Um, and that just leaves now for wingers, um, Grealish and Doku. So, um, yeah, I think this is a no-brainer for Man City. Um, I don't know. I mean, how, how would he fit into Liverpool squad? Um, uh, it's a good question, to be honest. Uh, I honestly have no idea. Uh, it depends if, like, Salah moves on for sure. Then he could probably find a spot there. But, I mean, we just have so many, like, attackers that can fit anywhere in that front three that I honestly have no idea how much playing time he'll get and stuff like that. It's definitely yeah. all over the place for sure. And, I mean, that's the thing about Liverpool, though, like, Anybody can play anywhere, like you said. Like, you know, uh, Nunes can play striker. He'll play left wing. You know, Salah could play across the front three. Joel Tuck can do the same exact thing. Uh, Luis Diaz, obviously, like, he's, he's a you know, a left winger by by nature. But he can play right wing as well, and he's a baller. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's what Klopp likes. You know, he likes versatile forwards, um, you know, because that, that's what makes Liverpool uh, unpredictable in terms of their attack because you don't know, you know, it's – it's not the same thing over and over and over again. Um, but seeing how Leroy Sané fits, potentially would fit in that squad is, you know, for me, I, I want to look into it more. Um, I feel like it will just be amazing to see. I mean, whoever gets them, for sure, you know, top tier player coming into the squad. Um, but obviously, like, you know, as the season wears on, you'll see a lot more details popping up for 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 that transfer saga. Um, what's go- I know Arsenal, you know, Thomas Partey injured. Um, and I feel bad because I'm um, Andy. I, I saw your tweet. You know, obviously he's a quality player, bro, world class player. But when he can only play one game every three months, like, what's the point of having him? You know? Yeah. Um. I mean, we've been saying this for like the last couple of seasons. Partey's just been, you know, he's so, he's been so pivotal last season. Um. Obviously for the title charge, he's again was like a rock in midfield and really just like a good quality player when going forward. Um, always holds the ball well and always putting good performances bar like the last couple of games. But, you know, seeing him getting injured again, um, it's just like raises questions whether he's like, you know, fit for Arsenal at this point. And we had like transfer rumors of him leaving uh, to like Juventus or the Saudi league. Um, so I, now I think now is just the best time for him to go. 
and for us to cash out on, you know, his quality. But obviously, you know, like, he's out injured. He's going to be at AFCON. I don't think we can sell him in January, maybe in the summer. But, you know, we already have Declan Rice, who doesn't, like, he has a good record in terms of, like, avoiding injury, um, bar, like, the, you know, the couple of games he's been out this season. But, I mean, right now, he's just been a monster in midfield for us. Um, and I think long-term, again, he's our six. Um, so, for me personally, I think Partey just needs to leave. We need to cash out and hopefully just find, like, you know, a replacement DM. Um, I know we've been linked to, like, Zuby Mendy of Real Sociedad. I know he has yeah. like, a release cost around, like, $40 million. And he's been a player that we've been linked with for a while. And Arteta definitely seems to like him. So, I think that's a player that we've been will be looking for i know we've been linked to uh douglas louise of uh aston villa but i mean we've been linked to him for like the past couple of seasons and for me personally i, I think he's a quality player but you know i think we need to raise the, the bar a little bit higher and go for you know a top class player um i think zubi many is just good for the future obviously he's spanish just like arteta and that's just the type of player that you know fits arteta's system um but you know douglas louise has that uh, Premier League, you know, quality as well. So, um, that's definitely something we'll be looking for sometime this summer. Oh, hopefully we can sell him in like the winter, but obviously Afcon and his current injury is just gonna, you know, ruin that hope of him like leaving in January. But yeah, also just gonna a little off topic. Yeah, Luis Diaz scored two goals <laughs> and it's been it's been four minutes. Um, <laughs> Bro, speak of speak of Luis Diaz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like he's a top tier player, man. Top tier player. Um, Quality. But yeah, honestly, I'll be honest. I think Douglas Luis. I think he's underrated, bro. He's definitely like he's one of those guys where he can score goals from deep, right? He always finds ways to score clutch goals. Obviously, for like Villa, it's kind of interesting because obviously they're, they're like one of those teams where you know they're not the best. Right, but they they compete against good teams, but they could also hold four against like Brentford or you you know what I'm saying like I'm gonna say they're inconsistent, but they can have those days. Um, but I think in terms of his skill set and what Arsenal may need in terms of like maybe a backup, I mean I can't think of, I mean obviously Zuba Mendy like you mentioned, um I can't think of anybody else who would come in as like who wants to be the backup six if that makes any sense you know, like like. Like Calvin Phillips, but not Calvin Phillips, if that makes any sense. I think Arteta is definitely looking for not only just a backup six, but uh, like a six who can play as an eight, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I know Rice is kind of filling in that role right now because uh, Partey's out. Jorginho comes in as that lone six, and Rice has just been doing double as a, like a, a double pivot and playing as an eight as well. Um, so I think Arteta is definitely looking more, more for versatility. Um, so I guess Douglas Luiz does fit that because, you know, he definitely plays high off the pitch. And, you know, he can play farther back as well. So um, we'll see how the saga goes. But, um, I mean, uh, we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, it's early days. Right? It's international break. So these journalists, right, they have nothing else to do, just like us. So what do they do? They have the power to make all these transfer rumors and and act like they're, you know, the truth when, you know, we don't know if it's actually the truth or not. I mean, it could be, it could not be, but look, their job is to get as many clicks as possible. Um, and not to like downplay anything, but you know, that is how they make their money, <laughs> you know? So, um, but look, I honestly, I mean, look, I think all three of our teams we're, we're, we're really good, um, respectively, um, we could all improve in many ways. Um, but I guess, I mean, yeah, but we'll see what's going on. Um, but yeah, I guess we can move on to international fixtures. Um, you know, like you mentioned now it's two, one to Columbia. Uh, and is on. Is he? Oh, you talking yeah. about Pele region, the Pele region right there. Bro. When I saw those pictures on, on Twitter and, and social media and stuff, bro, I was just like, bro, like what? <laughs> he, he's like, doing is... he has the aura of a you know a top brazilian player from like the 60s and yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, has everything going for him. He just needs to put in the, in the performances. Yeah, that's all he is. I mean, he's 17 years old. Um, you can obviously see. I, I remember watching. Um, it was like randomly on uh, on TV. It was what's he? Palmares versus um, I think it's Bucto Carfro. If I'm right, I, I forgot which Brazilian club it was. I think it was that club. It, it was a club that's owned by the American owner. Um. He had that one skill on top of the box. He like faked the shot. He need the ball to his left and then finished it. When I saw that, everyone was like, "Oh, like that's luck." No, you could see, you like, could tell, like the way he he shaped his body. He faked the shot and he meant to do that. When I saw that, I was like, "Bro, like, how did Perez fly over to Brazil and get this kid at the age of like fifteen or sixteen? Like." How did he convince, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's insane how young these ballers are, are, are now. Like, the age, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Yamal uh, Lamine from uh, Barcelona, 16 years old. It's like the age keeps getting younger and younger. And I say, you know, you're going to be seeing 12-year-olds, like the, like the size of, like, 22-year-olds playing for, you know, Arsenal's first team or, or Liverpool. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when, when does it end? <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like Brazil. I know Vinicius got injured, and I know it's, it's not Premier League, but Vinicius did get subbed out with an injury. Um, and I guess we could talk about injuries now. Um, Rodri didn't play today against Cyprus. Apparently, he has an injury. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else got injured. Um, yeah, did Holland get injured, or he nah. did? He did get injured, but I think he continued the game. But still, yeah. though, like. Rodri, Holland, Nunez got injured. Kovacic got injured. Um, I feel like I'm missing. Um, I think I'm missing a couple more people. But I think Calvin Phillips right now, in terms of obviously, you never know with international break if it's true or not. Maybe it's just you know, I mean, hopefully it's not too bad. But hopefully it's not like you know really true where it's like detrimental to the club. But I mean, right now I think Calvin Phillips is our only fit center mid, <laughs> like our center defensive mid or whatever. I, I forgot what it was, but. Bro, and guess guess who we play next? We play this this Bulls team next. We play we play Liverpool, bro. It, if we play Liverpool with that midfield with Calvin Phillips in midfield, bro, we are getting cooked, cooked like four nil. We were like we're holding four at Anfield, bro. Like it, it, it'll be bad. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I mean, <laughs> how's uh, I guess. How's the injury standpoint for 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 your guys' as clubs? I haven't heard anything too egregious. So, for Arsenal, um, a couple of like reoccurring ones, a couple of like new ones. I know Jesus. Um, he was out after our Sevilla game. Um, which he like you know played a brilliant game, but he got subbed out in like this like the fiftieth or something minute. Um, so he has that reoccurring injury around his ankle. But he's back for the Brazil squad. Um, I think he should be, you know, rested for a little bit. But um, Brazil is just that uh, weird with, like, Arsenal players. Um, but he should be back by the end of the international break for Arsenal. Um, then there's the, the weird one with Odegaard um, getting hit with a ball in the face during training with a concussion. Yeah. Um, so he, he's out this international break. But, again, he should, he should be back soon. Um, but um, I mean, yeah, Timber, he's been out for a while. He is he is back on the pitch, um, making good progress. Should be aiming for you know a January comeback, um, which is a little bit earlier than what we expected. We thought he was gonna be out until like March, but Timber should be back. Um, besides that, I mean, we've been good in terms of injuries so far, but um, it's always that you know, you just never can predict with these players really um i don't know if there's anything any other injuries i know eddie was out for a bit but he's back mm-hmm. um yeah i didn't or, or again parte but we already know he's he's made a glass yeah literally <laughs> um yeah i think that's that's about it in terms of injuries for us mm-hmm how about you, Nick? How's the Liverpool looking, bro? Um, well, I mean, obviously, we mentioned Robbo's hurt. Uh, I don't know if he has a timeline yeah. yet for his injury. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, 
uh, Bacicic and Thiago are both still out. Uh, Bacicic played like a couple games earlier and then um, I think he got like a calf strain or something. So he's out for a little bit longer. And uh, I don't even know where Thiago's at. He might be all like on an island or something because I have not seen that <laughs> man at all. I don't remember the last time yeah, I saw man, him. He, he won't, bro. Yeah, literally. Um, and then Konate is like he, uh, against Toulouse, he got hurt. So he hasn't played really since then. And then Gravin Birch and Joe Gomez both have like knocks, but besides that, I think I think our squad's pretty healthy, like the main core. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, good good for y'all. You know, obviously, I don't have that luck. You know, we might have to run with Oscar Bob at Anfield, sadly. Um, but talk about Oscar Bob, bro. Actually, shout out to Oscar Bob. He scored his first uh, international goal for Norway. Um, he starts on the right wing for them. I think he's a top tier baller. Just obviously, he plays for Man City, so he's never going to get that chance week in week out to play. Sort of like Cole Palmer, you know. Um, and you saw what happened with that. You know, I guess everything comes back to bite Man City, especially when it comes to transfers of youth players. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk about some of the shock, uh, shock results of the day. Um, bro, Azerbaijan, three nil with ten men against Sweden. Oh. Yeah, three nil. Yeah, I, well, I don't I mean, even know who the star player is. Azerbaijan was home. And I feel like Sweden's low key fell off, bro. That I feel like that they, they don't really have like they have like a couple of headline players like the dude that plays for Sporting now from Coventry, like Cool Sebsi started. Started Emil Forsberg, who I heard is supposed to go to New York Red Bulls. Um, but yeah. Like besides that, they don't like Lindenloff. I guess is an all right player, kind of. They don't really have right. players, bro. Yeah, bro. I mean, Isak. He's. I think he's injured as well, so he would yeah. be like their their starting number nine. But like, yeah, bro. Ever since Latan left left the the country and honestly retired. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, I can't think of any like world beaters coming from Sweden anymore. It's not the same. It's definitely not the same. Um, yeah. But yeah, three 0 to Azerbaijan. Um, heading over to Africa. Um, yeah, uh, Nigeria drew Lesotho one one. Um, and yeah, I mean somehow, some way they kept Victor Boniface. They kept um, Taiwo Awaniyi from from Nottingham Forest. They he didn't score a goal. Lookman didn't score a goal. They had Iwobi in the midfield. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about, like, these teams. Like, it's weird, um, especially in Africa. Like, Nigeria was home, and you have all these Premier League players. You have Boniface, who's supposed to be the next upcoming striker, you know, coming coming from uh, Bayer Leverkusen. And, yeah, <laughs> they, hold, they hold a draw. Um, and they're actually down a goal. So they came back. Uh, they conceded in the 56th minute. Um, Motlo Mello, shout out to him. I don't know any of these guys, bro. Um, yeah, he scored a goal. But then, obviously, Nigeria got one back with Semi Ajayi. Um, yeah, um, the center back from West Brom. He, he ended up scoring a goal for them. Um, but, yeah, um Weird, weird, weird results. I'm trying to see what else is going on. Argentina held uh, held a L against Uruguay, who scored for Uruguay. Darwin, none other than Darwin Nunes. Darwin, Darwizzy. Darwizzy. Oh no. And, uh, and Ronald. Ronald Ar- Ar- yeah. Yeah. Um, bro. I mean, honestly, I mean, I feel like Uruguay is underrated, bro. Um, I mean, I don't know what you guys thought. Um, I would say the one position they don't really have a good player in is keeper. They have this like Sergio Sergio Rochette guy, and mm-hmm. they have Musalera too, who plays sometimes. But like that's probably their worst position because they don't have like a real like world class player there. But regard like the rest of their team, I would say is pretty good for sure. Um, who is the former um the former goalkeeper Muslera, right? Musalera, yeah, he usually plays. I, I think he might, he's either hurt or he was on the bench, but yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, that's that's an interesting result. Argentina, I think I, I think they played at La Bombadera, if I'm right. Um, yeah, they did. Uh, Bombadera, my fault. He keeps saying Bombadera. It's Bombadera. Yeah, they they lost there, bro, and that's one of the most <laughs> hostile places to play at. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, Venezuela, talk about Union. Uh, shout out Jose Martinez. He started today. Um. Nil nil draw with Ecuador, um, and yeah, obviously Martinez had a yellow card. I mean, if no if you're a smart man, you know you'll bet any game that he plays in, bet a yellow card because more than likely you're gonna win. If he doesn't, it's because he's probably tired. I mean, I don't know what the excuse is, but um, yeah, um, nil nil there, and the U.S. U.S. seventeens, um. They 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 begun their um their journey in the U seventeen World Cup, and right now they're what they tie they're in second place um just because of goal difference, but they're in a group with the with France, South Korea, and Burkina Faso, um, and I'll be honest like the way that they've been playing their uh the way that they play, it's very very good for for the United States as a whole, uh, especially in the future because it looks like they're putting together some good stuff, um. Nifasha uh Pachimas bro from from uh Charlotte FC, a fifteen year old bald bro, he's cold. He <laughs> what game was it? Was it the last game he scored a goal and did like a whole backflip? Uh, I saw he did like the like Brazilian dance after the one. He did like the like he was Endrick or some shit, bro. Like <laughs> Lucas Paqueta type type style. <laughs> Bro, he's cold though, bro. Fifteen years old, he should be getting caught looks uh for uh for the MLS squad, honestly, because Charlotte yeah, FC pr- they were not good, at least finishing wise. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that that's that's basically what's been going on, um, and obviously the union, um, they actually no, we have more news. The union actually announced a transfer, um. Sanders Nagabo, if I'm saying that correctly or not. Mm-hmm. Um I believe he is a center mid coming in from um Norway. Denmark. Um Denmark. My fault, you're right. You're right, you're right. R- wrong Nordic country. R- wrong Nordic yeah. country. My fault. Yeah. Um but yeah, he uh he just got announced uh today by the club and I mean, once again, another player that we we have no idea <laughs> what he's about. I mean, I try to find highlights, clips, um, and all I, all I found was clips from two years ago. <laughs> you know, at least like his individual clips, like um, as a fifteen year old, or no, as a seventeen year old. My fault, seventeen year old. Um, and I mean, he looks he looks decent. But once again, when you play in Jim Curtin style, it's very direct. So we, you never know how he's going to fit in into the squad. He, is he even going to play? You know, look at uh, Richard Odada. You know, we got him from, I forgot what club we got him from. It was from one of the Nordic countries as well. And then ended up not even like getting announced by the club. Ended up not even like playing for the club. Sent on loan. No news about him. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, let's see what goes on with that. But, um, yeah, the Union, after the break, they will play Cincinnati um, in the semifinals of the MLS. Um, Andy, I know you don't really follow MLS like that. Um, Fortunately. Um, but I'll be honest. It's a weird feeling, if, at least for the, for the Union. Like, obviously, like, the way, the way I describe Cincinnati is they're the anti-Union. So the way that they play is literally – to beat the union at what they do best, which is counterattack and um yeah, direct like they play like the the union plays super direct versus Cincinnati. They like to keep the ball, uh possess, you know, out possess the squad. Um they're very patient with their builds and they actually have pretty good forwards. They have Lucho Acosta. Uh they also got Brandon Vasquez. Vasquez he's going to Europe after this year. I think he's going to Germany if I'm if I'm correct. Um I forgot what club it was. I think it was I think it was Motion Gladback the last time I saw he was linked to a team. Um so I think he may be walking in there either starting for Motion Gladback or, you know, getting minutes off the bench. Um 
But yeah, I mean, looking at this matchup, I'm, I'm very, very, I'm very nervous because obviously the last time the Union played a match it was two weeks ago, if I'm correct. Um, and then now they have to wait another week for a semifinal, which is a one-off game as well. It's not, it's not like a double leg. They they changed the format for some reason, bro, and it kind of I'm I, I don't like it, but obviously it, it favors the union, right? It favors the union heavy because now to get players back from injury, um, like Julian Carranza, he he was our starting forward for a while, he got injured. Um, I don't think he even played against uh, the Rebs in the last match, if I'm correct. But he's now back in training full, you know, no limitations. Brandon Craig as well. I'm just ratting out names. <laughs> he probably like not even like uh you know, I guess familiar with these guys, but uh Brandon Craig, he's back from loan. I'm not sure if he can play for the union in, in the playoffs or not, but he's training with the squad. Um yeah, Nick, do, do you know the rules for that or or is I have, I have no idea to be honest. I think they might just be allowed to train because they might be like technically like MLS cap tied. Right. Even though I don't think Brandon Craig really even played. So I don't know. He didn't even play a game. He didn't even play a game. So I don't know how his situation works, but I don't think uh, uh, Prayer can play at all. So we'll see. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it'll be kind of crazy if uh, all of a sudden he just comes in there and starts. That that that'll, that'll be so mind blowing to me. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see what's going on with that. We'll we'll talk more in depth about that game uh, probably next week. Um, when it's closer to it. USA is playing right now, by the way. <laughs> Are they? Yeah, game just. Yeah, they're playing Trinidad for the the Concacaf Nations League <laughs> first leg. Bro, it's like so many games. Like, I just forget who's playing and who's not playing. This one's important um, though. If they if they win this quarterfinal, they uh qualify for Copa America. Yeah, in sure. The US. It's probably one of the best lineups that Greg Berhalter has probably put out like in his career. Yeah, I guess we can run through that real quick. Um, Matt Turner starting. They got Dust, the Celtic man, Cameron Carter-Vickers, teaming up with Tim Ream, Ream the Dream, center back pairing right there. Um, Anthony Robinson, left back. They got the midfield of Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, and Gio Reyna. Um, they got Malik Tillman and uh, Kevin Paredes on the wings. And... Former Arsenal man, now playing for Monaco, uh, for Lauren Balogun. Um, yeah, that's the lineup. And Nick, you're right, bro. This team is this team is really, really good. Um, and I'm also liking the fact that he's not really playing MLS guys, even though I'm not anti-MLS per se. I but am. sometimes some of the players that he picked were very forced, bro. Like, what's what's Walker Zerman doing, you know, playing in, in a team or where you have Vickers? And all these guys in the squad, you know? Chris Richards should be playing so much more. Yeah. Bro, he's he's a baller. You're right. Um, same with, uh, I think Joe Scali should be playing a lot as well. Um, but, I mean, I, I understand starting Dust because, obviously, he's more he's a more technical baller. And he actually gets involved in the final third and actually creates and, you know, looks for players and beats players on the dribble and everything like that. Um, but Aronson, the Aronson brothers, they're on the bench. Um, Paxton and Brendan, do you guys have a preference for who's better? Not yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're both kind yeah. of mid for the U.S., not going to lie. <laughs> That's true. Um, I mean, I, I know obviously Paxton hasn't really had that much, had that many chances. Uh, in the first team, I think this is like probably one of his first few camps, if I'm correct. Um, but Aronson, zero excuses in my opinion, bro. You know, like he, he I don't want to get to the point where I'm hating on him, right? But obviously, with all the hype that he had with the Union, moving over to RB Salzburg, and then moving on to Leeds, and now playing for Union Berlin, he's been very underwhelming, bro. And it's a shame. But also, you got to look at it through the lens of, was he really prepared to take that next step? You know, like, obviously for Salzburg, I think that was perfect for him because the league isn't really that hard. Um, he's able to, you know, create and do things, you know, be be instrumental to the team and how, how they play. 
Um, but once he left and went to Leeds, obviously you saw how that went down. And now he's at Union Berlin, and he's not even getting that many uh, that much minutes. He's off coming off the bench every game. Um, so I mean, obviously, like he needs to improve, you know, drastically in my opinion. Um, but Paxton, he's very young still, um, twenty years old, um, on track Frankfurt, and I mean, right now I know he's been getting minutes off the bench, um, and. If I'm correct, I know the manager said something about how he's going to be instrumental for the squad, um, maybe next year, maybe going forward throughout throughout the season. But he still has a lot of development to uh, development to do as well. And yeah, I mean, obviously from the Philly standpoint, you must see you know you, you want to see the local guys go crazy, you know, for, for mm-hmm. not only for a national team but on the club level. Um, but yeah, man. We we can we can only hope, you know, we can only pray. Um and obviously it's up to them to do what they need to do. Um but yeah, I mean I don't, I don't think there's anything else really to talk about unless you guys have anything anything to say. Uh um, that the Arteta situation. Yeah, let's talk about rest. that Yeah. Um No, after that Newcastle game, I just kinda detest any type of referee in any type of game anymore. Um, especially the PGMOL. Um <laughs> English referees has never been good. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't remember like the last time a referee ever had like a good performance because they've just been that bad. Um Bro, I think it's been since like Mark Clattenburg, if I'm being real. Ever since yeah, ever since that man left, like again, he's he's never had like a like a bad performance. I mean like again, like the PGML, you have a bunch of old dudes running a VAR machine. Um, it's just like completely, you know, they're just not handling really well. And ever since you know the Luis Diaz goal being disallowed for the Liverpool game, they just been on a downhill in terms of like performances. Never had a really good, like again the Newcastle game, like sending off the goal, um, and obviously with Man City that that Holland goal, uh, the Holland penalty, really fifty fifty. And you know, overall, like again, that that the um, what game? The Chelsea Tottenham game. That one was a little bit iffy. Um, and then you know that Wolves penalty against I forgot who, but um, Wolves has also just been on the the receiving end of those bad calls. And you know, Arteta finally being the one manager to speak out and you know talk about the terrible performances of the referees. And then getting the backlash of it by a bunch of pundits for no reason. Um, and then obviously being charged for it, which I think is crazy. Um, you know, it just shows that, you know, that type of dictatorship that um, the the referees have over the Premier League. And it's just unfair for the fans to, you know, sit there, watch these games and seeing, you know, your team be on the receiving end of those back calls. It's just not a good feeling at all. And, you know... We can't even do anything about it, you know? Like, it's the FA. They, they rule over the referees. Um, and the referees never get any backlash over it. Like, Anthony Taylor getting demoted to League One and then – or the championship and immediately coming back for that Man City-Chelsea uh, game, having a terrible performance. They, they just don't get any punishment whatsoever in terms of, like, having those bad calls. And, you know, the people in the, the Liverpool-Tottenham game, people in the VAR room, they didn't get any punishment for it at all. Um, so, it's just unfortunate, but I really do hope, like, teams in the Premier Leagues, um, you know, especially the managers, start actually speaking up about it, because, you know, it's it's get, it's becoming a problem, and um, yeah, hopefully, you know, things go our way in the future in terms of, you know, speaking out to the referees, but again, it's not looking too well. So, do you think there should be like, I guess, press conferences? And I feel like this not this not even like applies to just the Premier League, bro. I feel like this is just sports in general, bro. Like every single weekend, I watch every single basketball game in NBA. I watch this happens every single week in the NFL. I watch this and it happens every single week in the Premier League. I watch this and it happens. So it's like it's not like it's you know a Premier League problem as well. Do you think maybe like having 
the referees explain their decisions right after the game, do you think that will help at all? Or, I mean, I kinda. I I don't think you know them staying after your games just talk to the press about it. It's gonna help at all because like at the end of the day, once they make the decision, they're never they're not gonna change their mind on the decision. Um, so I don't know what way to like you know improve the clarity of like you know referees. Um, I think that's just like they just need to change the in-game way of how they control you know the game. Um, so like obviously in terms of, like going to like the VAR room, um, there's like talks of like you know shortening the time of decisions. I think that's just gonna make it worse. You know, you're under pressure, you're on the time limit to make a decision. Um, so again, it's just you know they just need like competent people to you know manage a machine to use VAR because VAR is there to help them out, and they're just using it to you know destroy themselves. Really, um, like come on, like checking every single challenge. Um, for a serious foul play or whatever, I think that's just crazy. Um, but you know, again, I'm I'm not I'm no referee. I'm no professional about that. But come on now, they're being paid every week for being referees. They should know how to do it better. Yeah, I mean, they he get paid the big bills, you know. Um, John Moss, you know, put like referees like that, you know, old like you said, old men who are following, once again, the best players in the world. It's the best league in the world. And I'm quoting Charlie Austin. I don't know if you guys remember that rant that he had when he was on Southampton back in the day. Yeah. We're the best league in the world. And he go, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I forgot what he said word for word, but he was going crazy. He's like, they, they bottled it. They bottled it. Um, bro, but like the fact that it's gotten worse since then, to me, is is astonishing. Like, I think it should be studied. It should be a case study on why this is happening, you know? Uh, like, I think, like, a good way to, like, improve the clarity is that, you know, before, like, the season starts, because they've never done this. They've never really clarified what's, like, a call or not. They should, like, provide examples of, like, a certain, like, why is, like, a certain foul or red card, like, um, there's always questions that, you know, that Curry's Joan red car against Tottenham. Yep. It's like, you know, he put his feet on the ball first and just slipped off into, into, you know, the ankle of a player, which like, again, does that warrant a red card? He didn't really mean it. It was just accidental. And you compare that to, you know, Bruno Guimaraes' elbow onto Jordino's head. Um, and that's not being called for a foul. <laughs> um, so they need to provide... Newcastle. Well, again, that that wasn't a high challenge, so it's <laughs> just a fast challenge. Mm. Um, I mean, it could be a red card, it could be not, but um, again, providing those examples definitely improves Kovacic. that clarity. Kovacic card, Kovacic card, bro. <laughs> that should have been. A, and I agree. Like I agree, that should have been a red card. I remember when I was I was watching it um with a few people, bro, and um, yeah, when I saw that happen, I was like, up, oh, yep, we're gonna lose. But nothing happened. I was like, uh, okay, we will take it. Well, we're going to still, we're probably still going to lose anyway. I just waited the game was going. But, bro, like, you're right, though. That was I mean, so weird because it was two similar challenges, two exact same challenges. One was a yellow, and Michael Oliver for the next one said, no, the other one's not foul. It's the yeah. same exact challenge. <laughs> yeah, so, no, you're right. Like, what, what, again, what, like, what's the difference, right? Like, what, the time when it happens? Like, that shouldn't matter at all. It should be consistent no matter if it's minute one to minute 90, you know? That's, that's just an example of, like, referees trying to control the game and try to be the center of attention. And that, as what Michael Oliver is doing, he was waving it off immediately after Kovic just did the challenge because he wants to keep it fair. He wants to keep it 11 v 11, but he's just not being consistent at all with, with any of his calls. So, again, that's just an example. Um, and, again, just providing those clarity before the season starts, providing examples of what should be a foul, what should not be a foul. And, you know, again, that just helps out overall, but may not solve the problem, but it will definitely mitigate the, the you know, the bad ends of those those calls. Right. And just to keep things in perfect, into perspective as well, right, Man City's on uh, top of the Premier League right now on 28 points. Liverpool arguably should be on top of the league. Right, if the referee, uh, you know, the referee decisions were correct, but they're on twenty-seven points, 
And the same could be ar- argued for Arsenal as well, you know, 27 points as well. So, look, I'll be honest, like, well, would I be happy if Man City won the league? Of course, right? Like, if I, like, why wouldn't I? But if it's like this, it, it is a little, it does, te- you know, at least a little, a little taste in your mouth, you know? Obviously, not just for, you know, just Arsenal fans or Liverpool, whoever, you know, whoever got, um, the short end of the stick in this situation. But I feel like for Man City fans as well, like you can't be shameless. You know, you can't be um you just can't act like things aren't, you know, aren't there. Like you gotta you gotta sometimes take off the hat, uh, you know, take off the kit and see for how it is. And, you know, wrong is wrong at the end of the day. And apparently the FA sees that there is no wrong with referees. So yeah, like you said, he just gotta keep moving. Um, and I think the charge to Arteta shows that as well because, um, hold on, I think it's what did they say? They charged him with rule like three point one a, um, and the reason why was because I think it, it. What did they say? It was like detrimental to the game or something like it, it, it was something like that. It was some here you go here you go. They're just scared for an uprising of like the Premier League managers and the whole entire club just going against the you know referees. They're just scared of that happening, so they they throw bans, they throw charges, unnecessary bans as well, which is just so annoying. There was like that Reese James one about like I don't know. There there's just been a lot of unnecessary bans and stuff. That doesn't solve anything. That just makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. Um. To be exact, it's FA rule E3.1. So remember that, managers. E3.1. Um, and quote-unquote, the FA said, it's alleged that his comments constitute misconduct as they are insulting towards match officials and or detrimental to the game and or bring the game into uh, disrepute. The fact that well, they sure. say that... To me, is so disrespectful, bro. So disrespectful because that means that if they, you know what I'm saying, like you can only say good things about the referee. You can't have your own opinion about anything. Exactly. That just, again, ruins the point of like having those press conferences afterwards. Right. If, if you're just forced to say, oh, I got to respect the referee's decision, why should we? <laughs> we had, you know, goals chalked off because they forgot to draw a line. Why, why not be like being mad about that? And then obviously the Luis Diaz one. Why can't you be mad about that? Right. Um, so, why? Like, like again, it's just a dictatorship with like the referees and you know the FA. Yeah. And yeah, how are what, bro? Get your act together. It's it's so annoying. He's a cheat as well, Manchester. He was in he was in Sir Alex Ferguson's pocket, and that's been proven as well. That guy is a scumbag. Simple as that. Simple as that. Get your act together. Get your referees together, bro. Because right now this isn't this ain't it, bro. You know, what I'm saying, you might as well get these referees from MLS who are absolutely horrible as well. You might as well bring over to America. There, there'll be zero difference anyway. Um, but yeah, Nick, did you have any last words? No, I've I've just been watching the USA game while you guys were debating on that. To be honest, okay, okay, I, I, I'm doing the same as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it on my phone as well. The only thing I um, got is that. I got one closing remark. It's a MLS trivia, so Andy, I'm not sure if we'll be able to get it. More directed towards Union, so TJ, I hope you get it. Okay. There's only ever been one player from Trinidad and Tobago to play for the Union. Do you know who it is? Oh my goodness, I can see his face. Oh my goodness, what's this dude's name? It was he a center mid. Yeah, Michael Lahoud, right. wasn't it? No. <laughs> Michael Lewis from Sierra Leone. You're right. I am dumb. Um, you know who it is? Hold on. Let, let me think. 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 <sighs> Why am I blanking, bro? Like I can see his face, but I just can't. See, I, I can't remember his name. I'm not gonna cheat either. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um. Wow. I've actually, when you say his name, you're gonna, I'm gonna be like, bro. Like, I should have known that. Not hit me. What is it? Who was it? It's um Keon Daniel. 
Yo, from back in the day. Yeah, back in uh, 2011 to 2014. Yeah, it was it was the midfield of him and Brian Carroll and uh oh my goodness, who was the other guy? Roger Torres. Yeah, bro. Wow, I forgot about that guy. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a That's team back in the day, even though they were horrible. Yeah, bro. Maybe that should be a, a, a added addition, bro. We should have a question of uh of of the day or something like that. That'd be kind of sick. Like it'll be like who who scored uh for Man City against uh against his former club and ran across the whole pitch and knee slide. Um, but yeah, I guess we gotta end it there. Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys hopping on. You know, late night, um, Thursday. Time of recording Thursday, um, and yeah, I guess um, keep eye out on international break. You know, hopefully, hopefully both of your clubs don't get the injury bug. Um, because I want to see you know all the teams healthy going into the rest of uh, I guess going into the Christmas period now. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, that's that'll be it for it. You know, uh, if you want to you know share this content, it's on Spotify. Apple Podcast now, um, YouTube, and obviously on IG. Um, and you can follow all these guys as well. I'll tag them on to the content that I finally have time to edit because I actually have a working laptop now. So, um, yeah, follow these guys on, on, on the gram. Follow them on Twitter as well. Um, and also, Andy, you got to play Immaculate Footy, bro. Bo put me onto that. Nick put me onto that, bro. It's like it's like a grid, and they give you like teams, and you gotta like guess like which which player played for like both teams or, um, like which country, and it, it's it's interesting, bro. Um, I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, for sure. I did, um, I did the one yesterday at work, and I got my best ever score. Really, one fifty two. Whoa! Yeah, Andy. So the lower you get, uh, no, that means like the so it's called a rarity score. Wait, the what's lower, it called? Uh, immaculate Footy. Oh, and it should be. A, I'm gonna do it. Again? I'm gonna do it right now. You know what? Right, I'm gonna I'll do, do it right now as well. Let's see if you can do it the fastest, and that could be the end of the That's video. Oh, score! Well, like, come on! I mean, true. How? Fuck. There you go. Okay. Yeah, you're right. See who gets who gets the lowest score. Um, African nationality in Real Madrid. I know. Going wrong. Don't blank on Roma, bro. Ah. Oh. Who played for them? Oh. Duh. All right. <laughs> Damn. I have two left. <laughs> like guesses or like boxes? Boxes. Oh, snap. Really going to have to dig deep here for rarity because I was not doing too hot. My first one was 3% and then it just shot up from there. Hmm. Yeah, same. Um, but who's a Sevilla striker? Oh, how do you say his name? I'm just, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I found it. Um, and obviously. 
Roma and Real Madrid. Wait, is this only players or is this managers as well? I don't. I have no idea if it's managers. I know you can do women too. Oh snap! You're right. But I mean, I don't know if you really know any women. I mean, that qualify for these things. Right. <laughs> Bro, I'm blanking on Napoli Roma. I got everything else but that one. <laughs> wow. Dang, that's 20 weeks. Crazy. Damn. This one, this one's hard. Wow, I just pulled that out of the wazoo. That's tough. Okay. Um, I'm almost done. Oh. No. Let's go. All right. You got it? Uh, Yeah. How do you spell his name? Wait. So I got a 227. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's actually really, really good. Um. Alright. I got 183. Alright. Hold on. I'm almost done. I'm, I'm guessing the last one I'm getting is Sevilla and Roma. That one's a layup. I don't know why I'm just blanking. There's one really obvious one. You gotta, you gotta um, dig deep. Come on, come on. Why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? This guy's gonna have to throw in the towel. <laughs> no, no, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Ah, okay, 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 okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Damn, I only went with one popular answer. I'll take that. Is that how you get the highest score? Like, get the most popular? Do you just you want to guess like players that no one's gonna guess, like at all? Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, I had three three popular players. Yeah, so like my lowest. T, did you finish? I did. All right. Like, my lowest percentage one was 3%, which was Locke Bade, who's a French center back from Sevilla. That was yeah. Like but besides that, I mean, I had Furlan Mendy, who was 7. And then Zambo and Gisa, I put for Napoli. Um, French Napoli, I put Bakioko. My highest one was 34, which was Enziri, because I – I couldn't spell. I didn't. I didn't know how to spell fucking Buono's fucking the keeper's fucking name. I forgot how to spell that shit. Yeah, I was yeah, blind. So like fuck it, Zier. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, what was your scores again? Uh, two twenty-seven. One eighty-three. Wait, is man, it? I got the highest. I got two fifty-two. No, low oh, is better. Oh, low yeah. is better. Yeah, low is better. Oh, okay. Damn, so I failed that one. Popular one, teach. My most popular one. Yeah. Olsman. Oh, oh um, yeah. The wow. lowest was Varane for some reason. Varane, Real Madrid, in uh, in France. How much is that? Seven percent. Oh, okay. My my um, lowest is uh, in Zanzi, France and Sevilla. Mm. Enzo. Yeah, I had that. Oh. I, uh, I said Enzanzi for Roma Sevilla. Yeah, I put Eric Lamella. Yeah, Lamella yeah. for Roma Sevilla. Put Adebayor for Real Madrid, African nation. 
But yeah, um, I guess on that note, uh, congratulations to, I guess, the king of immaculate footy, as per usual. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's a fun way to wrap the episode. A little trivial question, a little immaculate footy. Um, but yeah, I'll put the link of immaculate footy. AKA, give me another ad. You know, I forgot about the who the first per, uh, the first uh, company I said to give me an ad, but yeah, Immaculate Footy sponsor us, bro. You know, um, but yeah, if you guys enjoyed it, you know, obviously, uh, you know, follow all the all, all the social media stuff, Twitter, Instagram. Follow all these guys on Instagram, Twitter, um, and yeah, share, like everything, and um, yeah, enjoy the content. Um, have a good night, wherever, good day, wherever you are in the world. Um, yeah, peace, love, whatever. Have a good night. Deuces.